Hello and welcome back to Talking Dad UK, a podcast where we discuss all things dad. I hope everybody had a nice Christmas break and a happy new year to you. I think we can still say that in the first one or two weeks of January, but then after that, it's just another year, isn't it? So first of all, I've got some, let's say, apologies, because I wasn't able to bring you the last podcast of the year, which I was hoping to and planning to. I was going to do our podcast Christmas party once again with Sam Jones, and we were going to talk about his Christmas single, the build-up to that, the process, and then we were going to have a, a dad chat about Christmas, really. But as is the case with lots of people in the lead up to Christmas, over Christmas, and since they've returned back to work and things, um, I had a bout of the flu, uh, a nasty bout of the flu, actually. I was in bed for about five or six days with a high temperature, shaking and shuddering, taking tablets every four hours. And every time I got close to the four hour mark, all the symptoms came back and I felt really rough again. So we missed the recording date. I wasn't fit enough to record and I was um, I was all bunged up and snotty and coughing and spluttering so it wouldn't have made much of a recording anyway. And I can hear some of you sat there thinking, well, that's no different to your regular podcast. But yeah, so I, w- I wasn't able to bring you the, the Christmas party podcast as I planned. So apologies, but we'll have to do better this year. And so this is going to be the first episode of 2023. Rob Jones joins me on this episode and Rob actually takes over the episode. So Rob's going to do a podcast episode takeover. Rob's become a regular guest on the on the podcast and a co-host more recently. And we meet up fairly regularly to have a bit of a dad chat, catch up on developments and stories that have developed throughout the year as we meet up. And uh, we discuss our little wins and, and some of our some of our parenting, uh, not fails, but, you know, definitely not wins. And so Rob had the idea that he would take over the show and he would ask me some questions as the Talking Dad UK podcast host. And he would ask me questions about parenting and fatherhood. And he would also ask some questions about the podcast and plans we've got coming up for the year, that sort of thing. So he put me on the spot a little bit, but between Rob and the AI bot that he was using to formulate some of his questions, I think I did okay in the end. So this recording, quick dad chat we did was a part of a broader recording that we did for our new podcast, which is Last Exit on Mainstream, which is a pop culture adjacent podcast where we are going to meet up and talk about some film or TV, pop culture type content that we've consumed at some point or the world has consumed at some point and we are going to delve into the talking points that we think it raises and that we want to talk about or maybe the timeline of when things were released, for example, early 90s and how that might be different to today. So hopefully we'll bring you some more updates on on that podcast, hopefully shortly. But in terms of Talking Dad UK, this is Rob Jones's little takeover where he gets to put me in the hot seat and ask me questions. So I hope you enjoy the episode. A happy new year and thanks for listening. Welcome to Talking Dad UK, where I, Rob Jones, am taking over to interview the usual host of Talking Dad, Jamie. Um, how are you on this fine evening? 
guest on your own show? Very good. This is very strange. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we normally get together for a bit of a dad chat and I thought I'd kind of try and switch your own show on your head today and then the the viewers, the listeners can maybe know a little bit more about the man himself, the man, the myth, the legend. Interesting. So I've been playing this AI system. You can just literally throw any question you like into it and it'll give you an answer. So I've asked the AI for five questions about fatherhood that I could ask you. And I know you're completely on the spot now. So, Jamie, the talking dad, what has been the most rewarding aspect of fatherhood for you? Um, Tough question. Very tough question. I think it would... I could kind of answer it from two different stages at this point because having a six-year-old and then having an almost two-year-old, watching them grow and develop and and seeing them develop into the into the little person that they're going to be, and sometimes that's not always good and amazing. Sometimes that can be a little pain, but seeing the development and watching them grow, I think, is is the... When I really think about it, that's probably it. It feels like you're doing a you're doing a good job, I suppose, because they're not dead. Like you know, to that's be a bonus, honest, isn't like it? You, 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 they haven't died on your watch, so you're doing all right. Um, well, that is a bonus. Becoming a, yeah. <laughs> um, how has becoming a father changed your own perspective on life in general? At the beginning, I don't think it changed any. I don't think it changed at all, really, because I was still focused on trying to be me at the same time as being dad. Do you know what I mean? So, but now I think it does change. When when I think, if whenever you get a second to think, as when you've got a busy family, um, it changes your perspective on a lot of things and the way you look at your own parents and how you realise that time is fast disappearing and you're sort of hurtling along. And even though my kids are still young, they won't be young forever, and it's it's flown by and you start to realize that you're getting older yourself so yeah that so how old were you when you had the first one um 24 yeah see that's like i think i was 27 so 24 still seems quite young to me yeah because like at 24 i was flying off to new zealand i hadn't even met hazel at that point and you know i still like like you saying like at 24 i didn't really know who i was yes and but then you at twenty four, did you got this other person to define you for the next, well, forever? I suppose. Yeah, yeah. My my wife's um, three years older than me, so so she was wanting to start things earlier, and I was reluctant and trying to fight against it for a while, and um, not knowing what to expect. Having you know, seeing family, um, and do it as well, but it's nothing like when you do it for you for yourself and you take that little baby home from hospital and it's just you and your wife and that's it. And you've got to keep it alive. Like you've already said. So yeah, but I, I think that helped not knowing really what to expect and just sort of going into it and thinking, let's just, let's just do it and see what happens type of thing. Whereas with the second like one, jump on the roller exactly coaster a little expect. bit. Yeah. Yeah. But the second time round, it's, it's, you know, exactly what to expect. You know how tough it can be. You know, the stresses that come with it. You know, all the other things, little things in life that pop up that can affect you as well. Um, especially when you get a little bit older as well. So yeah, you think, you think about it maybe a little bit more in detail. And, and So what, 
What's yeah. been the most challenging part of it, do you reckon? Um, there's no plain sailing, is it? No, there's little challenges every day, I would say, and that's normal part of parenting, really. But I think, I think time, the adjustment and the time. If we skip sleep, because that's just a given, and some people are fortunate enough that their kids do sleep, and they are annoying. So we'll skip that bit, and we'll just talk about um, the time aspect and and. More so for me, first time round, because like I say, I was a bit younger and I still wanted to be me as well as new dad. So trying to find that happy medium between me as a person and being dad and living family life and being a husband and, and trying to... Because you've got to have time for yourself as well, haven't you? You've got to do your That's own thing still. That's kind of into the next question, that this wonderful AI. I'm sure it's going to turn into Skynet and send Terminators after us one day. But the next question that it threw out to me was, um, how do you balance your role as a father with all your other responsibilities and commitments? And obviously that's commitments that you put on yourself as well, you know, for finding your own time, I suppose, as well as work and other family commitment, like wider family commitments. It's not just your little unit, is it? Yeah. There's, you know, mum, or parents and in-laws and nieces and aunties and all sorts. Yeah, I've, I think... We're quite lucky because we've got family that that sort of live close by that help us out quite a lot, especially with school school pickups and that kind of thing. So that that helps. But um, I think I think by the time by the time they're kind of at school, or by the time you've had your second one, you you start to figure out your own little routine. And, and routine for kids is massive, but also for families, I think. And that doesn't always necessarily have to run run a routine around get up, go to work, come home, do the tea, get baths and bed. It, it can be, it can be around the fun times as well and around the good times. So like your summer holidays or, or your weekends off and the things you do together as a family, I think you have to have a bit of a balance again, where you have to work together with your partner, but we all want to spend time together as a family as well. Even though I might moan about it sometimes, but you know, going to soft play isn't actually that bad, no. is it? <laughs> I think one of the issues I've always had is carving out that time for myself to do the things that I, not just the things I want to do, but some of the things I, I that I I need to do. It's like I need to get out into the hills from time to time just to clear my head and get back at it. I need half an hour in the morning and half an hour when I get home from work to clear my head to change from work mode to back at home mode but yeah. for me the one that always jumps out to me that if I could change anything to give me more time it would never be I'd change my role with the children it's always I'd change my work so I've got more time to do other things I'd always so when when I was working for myself on the Isle of Wight it was always a case of oh it's four o'clock it's in the summer I could probably squeeze in another job and earn 30 quid or I can take the kids to the beach and I always chose going to the beach rather than having an extra 30 quid in my pocket. But then yeah. I was broke and we couldn't buy ice cream. So <laughs> this is the last <laughs> one to really put you on the spot. And then I got a few about the Talking Dad podcast. So uh, what would be the best piece of advice that you have received around fatherhood? And um, what advice would you give to someone who's just about to fall into that? Because we don't really have much choice as men, do we? 
No, no. We I was talking about this actually recently, and um, we were talking about how, in general, when a woman's carrying the baby, they have that they have them sort of nine months where they can bond and build up, and they have all these plans and things, and generally they think about it for years before they ever get pregnant, and it's all planned out for them. And and for us as as men, in a lot of cases. It doesn't start until the day you're standing in the hospital ward holding that baby for the first time. And then all of a sudden you think, oh, right, this is real. I better start being a dad now. I think in terms of advice, what um, a lot of people used to say to me, it gets better as they get older. Right, okay. I, I think them people are liars. <laughs> right, I think there's a perfect <laughs> age for kids and that's between sort of six and ten. Yeah. Yeah, because they're proper little independent people. You can pick them up and chuck them about if you need to. Yeah. You can get on the floor and wrestle with them, and they can't hurt you. And yet, they're not like the boys aren't spotty and sweaty and playing with themselves. And <laughs> the the girls aren't you know bigger than their mums in every way. That do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah, I think think once you hit puberty, then it's a different world, and I think they're just completely different creatures that just need a completely different set of skills to yeah. manage. But like between six and ten, for me, they're they're brilliant. Like, yeah, they're they're um, probably you're probably about right because yeah, they start to they they're not so needy in terms of being young and babies and toddlers the way they just clingy mm. and need what they they're still young enough to want to play with you, but they can also play a little bit older so like we for example we go football on saturdays or, or we'll have a kickabout in the garden and stuff like that so or sometimes if i go shopping i don't mind taking the six-year-old with me now sometimes because he can get involved and he can help out when he's one-to-one whereas if we all go together oh we never take ours to the shop well if we, we again another conversation that's come up recently um just before christmas we said we wouldn't be taking them both together because they were just whinging and whining and winding each other up and it was just a game to them but sometimes when i take one on their own they're okay <laughs> did that ai give you any answers so what i did is i said give me five questions about oh right okay five or five questions to ask about fatherhood and then it gave okay. me the questions would you like me to put one of the questions into the ai to see what the computer says yeah let's see so like right, there we go then so if i say hang on let's see if i'm as good as a computer i think you've done really well considering i put you right on the spot <laughs> like how do you balance the responsibilities of fatherhood with all other things? Might do. Yeah. Okay. So I'm so I'm asking the AI. How do you balance the responsibilities of fatherhood with all of, with all the other things going on? So this is according to the AI bot, Skynet, let's call it. Balancing the responsibilities of fatherhood with other commitments can be challenging, but there are some strategies that can help. Here are a few suggestions. Prioritize your responsibilities. Make a list of all your commitments, including work, family, and personal interest, and prioritize them in order of importance. This can help you focus on what needs to be done and allocate your time accordingly. Uh, two, communicate with your partner. And uh, if you have a partner, it's important to have open and honest communication. Determine how you divide up tasks and support each other to ensure that everything gets done. Three, find ways to be efficient. 
look for ways to, ways to streamline your tasks and make them more efficient. For example, if you're responsible for picking up the kids from school, you could plan your errands around that so you can save time. Four, seek support. Don't be afraid to ask for help when you need it, whether it's from your partner, family members or friends. Having a support system can make a big difference in managing your responsibilities. Five, take time for yourself. Make sure to set aside some time for yourself to relax and recharge. This will help you be a more effective and present father when you're with your family. You pretty much nailed that. Like, And to be fair, you know, do you want... If if that's a robot, yeah, you, you know you might want a cyborg dad. That's pretty good parenting. That yeah, yeah, it's not quite Phil Dunphy levels of parenting, but well, no, we can, we can all aspire to something, though, can't we? <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you watch Modern Family in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like I always say, like Phil Dunphy is the dad that I wish I had, yeah, and the dad I wish to be. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I, I, I want to be, I want to be that funny. And that, that fun, that embarrassing, right, yeah. and then, yeah. There's a quote actually at the end of Danny the Champion of the World by Roald Dahl. I might, it might be on my. Can you give me a minute? I'm just going to check the bookshelf. <laughs> Sorry, I can't find the book. It's like one of my favourite books as a child. You know, you know, Danny the Champion of the World. I think I do. Kid and his dad are in a garage and live in a caravan, and then he goes poaching and takes all the pheasants off the Lord of the Manor's land. I'm not sure. Well, anyway, at the end of Danny the Champion of the World, <laughs> there's a quote, and it's along the lines of, what a child deserves and needs more than anything else in the world is a parent who is sparky. And I think that's a good mantra for being a dad. Thank you for listening to Talking Dads UK. You can keep updated on all things dad by checking out our website, www.talkingdaduk.com Also launching the new Patreon page where you can join the paid tier Talking Dads Club. It's £3 a month, it helps offset some of the costs of podcasting and ensures that we can keep this ongoing resource library available for all. All the links will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening and back to the episode. So I also asked the AI about podcasting. Okay. So as this is the start of the year, I wondered if you wanted to have a quick run through some bits and pieces around the Talking Dad podcast. So do you look at the numbers? Do you keep on top of the numbers of the show? Could you tell me what the most popular episode of the year was? Oh, wow. Um, I I used to keep a track of it a lot more at the beginning than I do now. I think last time I looked, it was my dad chat I had with our friend from Iowa in America. Yeah, that that was the top one at the put at last time I looked, but it's been a little while. Was that one of your more favourite ones to do as well? Because you already had that connection, and it was almost like a catch up, wasn't it? I suppose. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was an interesting one actually because we'd kind of, sort of known each other, but through our wives who are friends because they met at uni, so like they'd been to visit over here a few times, and we'd met up. But kind of like just a one day thing. Like we were over there on our honeymoon. We we visited them for, for five or six days. So I got chance then to have more of a conversation, get to know him a little bit better. And this was kind of this was before they had kids. So then they had their little one, and um, then we were kind of just back and two over Instagram and certain things. And then he decided that he he'd, he'd come on and have a chat. So we had a chat about having having the, your first and how it's changed and everything and uh, we had a really good conversation it was sort of you know quite a 
a good chat in depth and, and I thought it quite come across quite well as a, a podcast episode, but obviously then we, we sort of figured out through the conversation that we've got quite a bit more in common than just having wives that are friends. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I remember listening to that on the bus back in the summer. I really enjoyed that one. Um, was there a highlight or a memorable moment from another of your podcasts, something that really jumped out to you that you thought, Oh, actually we done well to do- get that. I think some of the conversations they had early on um, around dad's mental health and around um, postnatal depression, who already kind of knew that it existed, hmm. didn't know anybody personally that had been through it, though. But then to be able to put that and have that conversation with somebody and put that out there for somebody who, who might not think that that is even something that could affect them and they might be going through it was, I think, quite a good thing we've managed to do so far yeah it was almost the goal of your podcast in the first place wasn't it that yeah you know we that men would come together and discuss not just mental health but all different aspects of the challenges of fatherhood parenthood you know so to be able to actually not drill day but you know to be doing what you set out to do in the first place is place is is good yeah do you feel the podcast has changed or at all over the last year yeah i think it's changed a bit are you happy with the changes uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think I'm pretty happy with it. I kind of go through sort of ebbs and flows of, of creativity, I suppose, a bit like, and that probably coincides with how busy we are as a family sometimes. And, uh, you know, how many ideas I might have on any given day and how many of them actually ever come to fruition because I might forget majority of them or might just never get time, time to do them. <laughs> um, do you ever feel like... Or are are you past that kind of pressure to, oh, it's the second Thursday of the month, I've got to get something out, or is that still there? Yeah. You you through that. Yeah, yeah. I was I was quite I was quite fixed that it needed to be a fortnightly podcast. And and, and that's what I wanted it to be. And obviously when it started, we were still under restrictions and stuff and, and we didn't we had a bit more free time, so I could do that. But life's moved on slightly, we're busier. If I end up only putting one out a month. I'm quite happy with that as long as I can try and make that one as good as I can. I'm quite comfortable with that. Yeah, so my New Year's resolution has been to be more deliberate. So yeah, I think I've fallen into the trap with some of my shows where I've, um, certainly with the hiking podcast, where I've kind of made a podcast how you should make a podcast rather than making a podcast that I could make. And I know that's kind of a semantic difference but it's like i think i fell into it being a straight interview show over zoom with people doing cool stuff because that was the easiest thing to yeah. do at the time and then before i know it i had 10 episodes of that so like i'm going to want to be a bit more yeah. deliberate about what i make and what i make it's going to be the best version of that rather than it's friday i've got to have something out on monday i knock something together which is the trap i fell into towards the end of last year so it's difficult, isn't it? Because you're like you're, you're told all the time in terms of like, you know, podcasting gurus in Twitter that you know it's consistency and it's get everything out every week and flog yourself on social media and yeah, it's really time consuming and it's really tiring and it's not fun creating the stuff. It's fun. Yeah, I, I've I've found the difficulty came when I was not only trying to find enough people to want to have a conversation that I could fit in twice a month. But for me to carry on 
trying to get as much out of a conversation that's worthwhile for a listener. Hmm. Sometimes I was feeling like I was trying to force it a bit and it was a bit heavy and I, I wasn't personally, um, I wasn't doing my bit and I, I wasn't, I'm, I just wasn't ready to have that much conversation hmm. in a month, let's say. It's yeah. the easiest way to put it. Some of the topics we talk about can be quite heavy. But then at the same time, I do enjoy the creative side and, and I do want to s- start to adapt the the podcast slightly where it could be a little bit more than just an interview type of podcast. But I still want to keep that because there's important conversations there for other people to hear that, that we need to keep. Yeah, so if we haven't covered it already, the last question that the um, Skynet bot chucked out was, what are your goals for for the podcast in the coming year and how do you plan to achieve them? So are any of these ideas kind of, have you started putting them into practice yet? Do you have any ideas in terms of what would be a successful year in terms of download numbers or monetization or anything like that? Or is it just about continuing the conversation in whichever form that takes? I mean, I'd love for I'd love for it to be something that becomes self sufficient, and I think we've talked about this in the past. But I, obviously, I'd love for it to become more than that. But I think as a first step, um, which I'm nowhere near, I don't think. But yeah, I'd I'd like if it could do that. Um, takes the pressure off a little bit, and it becomes something mm. that's because it's still going to be a hobby, isn't it? So I haven't particularly got any numbers in mind or any sort of huge celebrity guests or anything like that that I'm going to try and aim for. I'm going to sort of not. I'm going to deliberately not do that and see where the conversations lead. I did start to do a bit more blogging. Mm-hmm. I see that. Uh, which I'd not, not really done before. So a bit of blogging, um, which I found quite, quite useful actually. So I thought, I know we've talked about this, this in the past and I wasn't necessarily stealing ideas, but where we could use, I could use the theme of the blog as a short podcast episode. Mm. That could also be a, bit of content for the YouTube channel. So, so it's constantly sort of rolling over with, it might only be a 15 minute podcast episode, but it's, Mm. but it, well, that's what I did for a few before Christmas, a few before Christmas for just up the trail. And I'll be honest that I don't think I'm going to carry on with that. I think that was an experiment that I tried and I, it don't, I don't think it's going to work for me. I think for your, where you're trying to build up this like resource library, I think it'd be a really good idea where you, you know, so people can, go on they can listen to a conversation between you and someone else and then they can go to your website and dive dive a little bit deeper in your signposting to different resources or different episodes where you've spoken to different people about a whole range of different stuff around fatherhood and i think that's a really good direction to be heading it's just hard work i think one of the last blog posts i did was um i can't remember what i called it but basically preparing for preparing for a home birth and so that could be a short episode or a short YouTube video of top five things to do as a dad when you're preparing for a home birth. And that gives me something to build on. And then there could mm-hmm. be others that follow on, how to change a nappy, all that kind of stuff. There's all the little ones. A lot of people already have done it, maybe done it better than I would. I've got one last question, which hasn't come from the from the computer it's my own question and it kind of does okay. relate to a couple of um epi- a couple of your episodes earlier or oh, sorry from last year how do you maintain that luxurious beard so wonderfully 
I know we've not met in person. I've only ever seen it across the screen, but it always looks so full and lovely. And I've just re recently purchased some product for the first time in like 20 years of having a beard. So I've started using a bit of product. So I was just wondering if you have a regime as well that you can share with us because <laughs> that's a handsome beard, young man. I have a bit bit better of a regime now than, than I did before. I've always kind of tried to look after it a little bit. Well, the the episode with Jason from Beard Manners, we did touch on on sort of how to look after your beard. And it's 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 the same as most things really. So you look after yourself, eat eat well and drink well, keep it hydrated, look after it, make sure it's growing in the right areas you want it to grow in. I think there's a period of time, if you ask any of the guys that have got massive beards, there's a period of time that they recommend that you will have to leave it first, let it grow out, see what shape it's gonna take, and then you could work from there. But yeah, keep it clean, keep it tidy, brush it. If you've got some sort of beard oil, you can apply that once or twice a day. Keeps your your skin nice and dandruff free, and um, if you you can get beard wash as well or beard soap. Yeah, I've got this little kit. It's got all different things in there. It's got like beard oil and beard butter and beard yeah, balm yeah, yeah, and yeah. A little brush and all that. And I basically, and this is probably a good point to wrap it up on, but not that I want any more kids, but I kind of thought like if I'm going to have a beard and I want my wife to kiss me more, then the beard's going to have to be nice for her. So rather than just a beard of laziness that I usually have, I'll, I'll put some effort in. That's it, I'm yeah. Doing it, I'm doing it for you, Hazel. Get some nice beard oil with some with a favourite fragrance in it, and and you're on a this winner. One, this one is um, vanilla and mango, and it's a bit fruity, but nice. Yeah, be alright. Sounds like a good start. <laughs> <laughs> and that hopefully will be a good start to the new year on the Talking Dad podcast. And I will hand it back to you for the rest of the year. I'm, I, I I might come and uh, rip the mic out of your hand again next year and we can do this all over again. But that was a lot of fun. Thank you for letting me take over your podcast tonight. Thank you. It was uh, interesting answering questions, but I don't think we did too bad versus the bot. We did all right. No, that was well, pretty I good. I thought you... Yeah, did you right? <laughs> for, for the chat bot. <laughs>